I know I've said this before, but it bears repeating. I am so excited about the next generation of young people that are coming up in the world and how they are so motivated and they are so incredibly determined to make the world a better place. And they're starting at a younger and younger age. I mean, just this year, I've had quite a few teenagers come on the show who are just doing absolutely incredible things in the world. And today's guest is no different. And she is going to knock your socks off. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who's trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Isha Upalapati, the founder of A Girl's Frontier, a 501c3 nonprofit organization focused on helping young girls find and harness their leadership potential while providing them with the opportunities to do so. She is also the author of Her Toolbox, Learning to Be a Female Leader with Advice from Women in Power, a compilation of advice from women leaders. Isha is a high school senior, high school senior in Marietta, Georgia. She is doing more by the age of 18 than I think I've done in 35 years of life. She is really incredibly motivating and encouraging, and you are going to love this conversation. But before I get to this conversation with Isha, I want to thank a couple of our partners of the show. And the first is the Lemonade Boutique. The Lemonade Boutique is a women's clothing with a cause store featuring ethically made and fair trade items from over 10 countries. Every item is made by women facing extreme challenges such as trafficking, poverty, and more. Your purchase empowers women to take life's lemons and make lemonade. Shop at thelemonadeboutique.com and listeners of the Business with Purpose podcast can save 15% off by using code PURPOSE15 at checkout. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a couple people on my list that every holiday season they are just the people on my list that I, I don't know what to get them. They kind of, they, they have everything. And so I'm looking for a really special or unique gift to get them. And one of our partners of the show, Simple Switch, is my new go-to place for those unique gift items. And I actually have the founder, Rachel Coyce, who is no stranger to the show. You've, you've heard from her. She's been a guest on this show. She's here with me to kind of share some of the really unique gifts that Simple Switch has for you this holiday season. Take it away, Rachel. Hey, Molly. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I also love that about Simple Switch. Being the owner, it also helps me get the gifts from people on my list. But we have a couple favorites this year. One is that we just got um, a new wine company and a new chocolate company. So for those people who have everything, you can never have too many treats. And I think that is a really great way to treat people this year. Another one is we have some um, engravable items. And so maybe they have everything, but they might not have something with their name engraved into a beautiful wooden, whether that be cufflinks, journal, flask. So yeah, there's a lot of fun options. We've grown a ton this year. So if you came and shopped with us last year, this year is going to be even better. I mean, what? 
person in your life would not want to be gifted some chocolate or wine or something that is really personal and very meaningful. These are just incredible gifts. And there are over 3,000 products that you can get at simpleswitch.org. So simply go to simpleswitch.org and use the coupon code purchase with purpose for 20% off your order. So you're not only doing good in the world, but you're also saving money. So go to simpleswitch.org, use that coupon code purchase with purpose for 20% off. Okay, now without further ado, on to my conversation with Isha. Isha, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. How are you? Where is so you're coming to me from Georgia? I mean, how how are things? Um, it's good. I've got online school going on right now. We go back in next week, actually. So that's getting fun too. So, so that kind of gets to one of the questions that we're going to talk about soon. But you are a high school senior. Yes, you're a high school senior. And so there you are doing all the virtual school things. I am a mom to a first grader. So my first grader is doing virtual school. And it is a whole situation. It is. It is. Yeah. So but I think all the time about the high school seniors who are, you know, missing out on just so many kind of milestones and memories and all the things. So we'll get to all of that. But before we do, I would love if you would just give us the Isha 101. So tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. I'm Isha Opalapati. Thank you. Uh, I'm Isha Opalapati. I'm a senior at Walton High School in Marietta, Georgia. I'm also the founder of A Girl's Frontier, which is a nonprofit organization that helps young girls about my age or younger fulfill their aspirations and help them with their dreams to become leaders or entrepreneurs. And I'm also the author of Her Toolbox, which is a compilation of advice from seven women leaders that I interviewed over the summer. And it's their advice on how to become a leader or be successful. That is, okay. One, the fact that you're a senior in high school and you've started a 501c3 nonprofit and you have written a book. And this was all like before you even started your senior year of high school. I didn't even know what I wanted to wear to my prom, let alone like... (laughs) was in a mental state to be writing a book. It's absolutely incredible. Um, So let's go back a little bit. Where did the idea for A Girl's Frontier even come from? Since I was young, my parents have been super supportive of me, whether, and I like to make little trinkets around or like there was this time that my dad and I built this entire dollhouse, like this huge life-size dollhouse together, or I would write little children's books and my parents would help me bind them. And it was something that I always did for fun. And I had this great support system of my parents, my families, and my friends to help me through all of this, to encourage me, to show me that I could be whoever I wanted to be and whatever I wanted to be. And there was even a point in my life where I was like, I'm going to be a race car driver when I grow <laughs> up. And genuinely, some of my friends' parents still to this day believe that I will be a race car driver when I grow up because there's like, they supported me so much through anything I wanted to do. And then I come, came to this realization that a lot of people don't have this amazing support system that I have of this, like this vast support system of people telling me I can be whatever I want to be and showing me that I can and encouraging me that I can. So right. I created a girl's frontier to provide those opportunities for young girls everywhere. And so to do that at a girl's frontier, we help fund education for girls around the world, including 
Honduras and um, India. Wow. And we connect young girls with mentors who can help guide them to be who they want to be and give them advice and learn so young girls can learn from older women's experiences. And we've also been hosting book and iPad drives, which have been crucial during this pandemic time because with school out, lots of libraries are closed, all of this. So we provide the like books to young girls everywhere or in my community, at least, to help them get education and continue that education. And then iPads, especially during this online virtual school time, so young girls have access to technology to do their work. That's incredible. Now, I mean, I, like you said, you you have ha- always had really supportive parents and you have this passion for helping others. And you, but where did the sort of the education component kind of come in for you? And what, what gave you that, that passion and that drive, especially to reach girls, maybe in underserved communities that might not have the same kind of support that you have had? Actually, I met this one young girl and it was um, in India, this young girl. She was the cutest, cutest little girl you've ever seen. She was adorable, such a sweetheart. And, but her family was, did not have a lot of money. Very clearly. um, I knew her parents, like they did not. And she was talking about what she wanted to be when she grew up. She was like, I want to have be a doctor. I'm going to have my own hospital, all of this stuff when she grows up, but her parents couldn't afford after high school. Like Mm -hmm. they were not able to afford that. And that's when I realized my parents have always been telling me, they're like, no matter what happens to us financially, no matter what we ever go through, remember that you guys, my sister and I, I have an older sister who's a year older than me. My sister and I will always be able to go to whatever college we want to. My parents will figure that out. Mm. And it was that support. Like it's having every opportunity open for me. And then there's so many people who are so much like smarter, driven, incredibly passionate about what they want to do, but they just, the doors are just shut in their faces because Mm -hmm. of money and because of opportunities. And so kind of, that's really what fueled me to do what I'm doing. You know, there's I've I've I know I've said this quote on the show before, but it, it it what you said just reminds me of that. And I don't remember who said it, but somebody yeah. said like the smartest person in the world probably isn't, you know, the CEO of Apple or the CEO of Amazon. The smartest person in the world is probably somewhere in a remote village that doesn't have access and you know to the opportunities that they might need in order to reach their full potential. And it kind of related to this quote that was something to the effect of like, talent is equally distributed, but opportunity is not. And so this idea that you know, we are all talented in different ways. People all over the world are talented in different ways and and smart and bright in different ways. We all have different skill sets and gifts, but not all of us have the same access to opportunity that others might. And um, I love that you saw that as a opportunity to figure out a way to how can I open a door for a girl in another culture or another community that might not have that that access or opportunity and how can i then figure out a way to we can create a team of people to 
provide that opportunity. Um, I just think it's amazing. So I'm curious, you know, when you set out to want to begin a girl's frontier, where did you even begin as far as getting the getting the the tools together, getting the connections? Like how where did you begin in that process to especially working in like India and Honduras? Um, well, like I said, I have had this great support system my entire life. So that's that was really helpful for me. And so I kind of just started researching with the with how to start a 5013C and um how to go about that. Yeah. And I thought I did my business filing. I did all that and got my 5013C. And with Honduras, I'm working with a group called Casa de Abby. Mm-hmm. And they have a group of girls in Honduras. And uh, all of them have been rescued from human trafficking mm. and other like really, really traumatic situations for them. And for them, it's, I met those girls. I FaceTimed them on the weekends. And I love that. They're some of, they are the sweetest people you will ever meet. And I love, love talking to them. They're so cute and it's great. And it's, I was just like talking to people and asking them for my, for support. And, oh, are you like willing to help me with this? Are you willing to help donate money? Are you willing to help donate books, iPads, all this People were just so willing. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has been so, I've been so lucky to have everyone being so supportive and so yeah. willing to help too. Especially with the woman that I interviewed for um, my book, her toolbox, all of them were so willing to give me their time, hours of their time to just let me talk to them um, going back and forth. And some of them had come to, I had hosted a, Q&A for day of International Day of the Girl, which was about a few weeks ago. Yeah. And a bunch of them came to that and talked to the girls that were on the Zoom call too. And it was, everyone's just been so supportive through all of this. So that really helps how giving people are. That's awesome. Now, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned from, uh, so again, kind of reiterating, you wrote also wrote a book, Her Toolbox, uh, Learning to Be a Female Leader and Ad- with advice from women in power. Talk about some of the things that you learned from these incredible women leaders that you spent all this time interviewing and you kind of compiled the research into this book. What are some of the things that you learned that um, maybe you hadn't thought of previously or you know, maybe were really just impactful throughout that process? Every single woman that I met emphasized the importance of mentors I'd always understood that mentors were important, but they really brought it to the next level of the importance of your mentors, of people, because they not only help you through your struggles, they tell you their struggles in which that will, you can learn from their advice and learn from their mistakes and their failures. And with that, I was told you have to learn to fail. And that's something that's so hard, especially as like a high schooler, when you do bad on a test, you're like, oh, I'm done. I'm not getting into college. My life is over. But that's not how it is at all. You have to learn to fail because you're never going to do well on every single thing in your life. Mm-hmm. And that just means you're not challenging yourself enough if you pass everything like super well. Um, and learning to fail means that you learn from your mistakes. 
And that's something everyone said. It's you have to learn from your mistakes or else it's a waste of your time. Yeah. Because um, learning from your mistakes, one person said you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your successes. Oh, absolutely. Which is completely true. So it's making sure you use each mistake as a learning opportunity. And at the end of the day, though, everything is only possible if you grab all the opportunities, if you're in the driver's seat of your own life, and if you work really hard. You have to put in hard work. There's no shortcut to anything. Yep. Um, you have to be willing to put in that work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's one of the things that we see so often is that there's all of this talk kind of in our culture of these, like you said, shortcuts, and we need to just, uh, you know, get rich quick schemes and all those kinds of things when it's like, no, 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 you have to put in the work, you have to, you know, actually get up off of your butt. And like, it's not you're not like, I don't know, I, I get all the people that are like, you know, you, you just manifest your dreams. And like, yes, the positive thinking is great. But there comes a point where you need to actually get up off of your butt and do the work. A friend of mine who I had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago said this that I thought was really great. She was like, you know, I believe that like God has called me to do things and, and God has, is equipping me to do things. And I've finished or crossed a, a thousand finish lines, but I laced up my shoes. <laughs> like God helped me get there, but like I laced up my shoes and I did the work to cross the finish line. So um, yeah, that absolutely is a lesson that needs to be reiterated over and over again. And um, you you use the term uh, having women kind of be in the driver's seat of their lives. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit? Where did that yeah. kind of, you know, what does that look like? And especially for young girls, like, so if there's a young girl that's listening, um, I know I actually have a few teenagers that listen to this show. So if, you know, if you're kind of speaking directly to those young girls, those young women, how would you tell them why it's so important to be the, in the driver's seat of their lives? And, and how do they do that practically? Well, that piece of advice is actually just so versatile that you can use it in any part of your life. Yeah. But as like a teenager, because that's what I am, that's how <laughs> I need to utilize it for me. It's so important to take control of the situation. Like if I get a bad grade on something in class with online school, it's difficult and stuff, but I need to go out there and make meetings with my teachers and talk to my teachers and figure out why I did what I did. Try to negotiate with them and see, oh, maybe this answer is also correct. Can I get partial credit? Like it's, you're not fighting with anyone. Mm -hmm. Don't fight with people. That's not a good idea. <laughs> but, um, you have to be able to take control of the situation that you're in. If you're doing, getting bad grades because it's online school and you're not good at learning and stuff, good at learning online, it's difficult. I understand that I find it extremely difficult online. And it's something like you have to stop making the excuse that it's online school. That's why I'm doing that. But the thing is, it's online school for everyone. So it's being able to understand, yes, this is harder. Yes, this is difficult for me. But what am I going to do to make, make the best of the situation? Yeah. To, if you have... Um, extra credit opportunities, don't just let those pass you by, like go out and get them. And even with colleges, make sure you're talking to the um, college reps that come visit your school, make sure you're signing up for these online seminars. Don't procrastinate all your work and college essays and wait till the last day before the deadline. And um, make sure you get things done and make sure you reach out to people for help 
and ask people for it. Stop trying. Don't do everything on your own. If say you have an older sibling who did it all before you, ask them for help. Ask your parents. Ask teachers. Ask someone because you have to be in charge of what you're doing. And it's just literally all it is is taking control of the situation that you're in and making the best. I'm going to take a quick break from my conversation with Isha to thank a few more of our partners of the show. Do you need an ethical gift for the plant lover in your life? How about your crazy cat lady aunt, coffee enthusiast, earring adoring mother-in-law? Well, this Christmas, ethical shopping couldn't be easier. Amas Uma will even wrap and send a note with your gift. Head on over to Shop with Molly for a special discount. Now, are you one of my loyal listeners of the show? Have you ever wanted to sport some business with purpose swag? Well, guess what? You can now get my exclusive do something good with purpose on purpose tea through GoX. The design is incredible, but here's the thing. GoX really believes in the power of a purchase. They use a simple t-shirt to connect their customers with their apparel makers. GoX customers sustain fair wage jobs that liberate workers from poverty and empower them in their families and communities. They are proud to be a verified member of the Fairtrade Federation. Shop your exclusive business with purpose, sustainable, eco-friendly tea and more with purpose today at goexapparel.com forward slash Molly Stillman and use the code podcast 20 for 20% off. Now back to my conversation with Isha. Now you just mentioned college applications. You're, you are a high school senior. I'm assuming you've been thinking about where you want to go to school. Do you know where you're going to school yet? No, I do not know where I'm going yet. Uh, I've been applying, started applying to a few colleges already. And I think I will figure out, it depends, either this fall or next spring as well. But yeah. Can you, I mean, is it like a secret? Like, can you share who your first choice is? Like, I just remember being in that time of my life where I was thinking about college. um, Definitely. Duke is definitely one of my top choices. Unfortunate. <laughs> my big Duke fan. Always been a big Duke fan. Um, go Blue Devils, you know. Uh, I love, my sister goes to UPenn. Um, so I really like it there too. I'm applying to schools internationally as well. And I'm honestly just seeing where I end up, yeah. I guess. I'm trying to keep my options open and not to get too stuck on one school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if you end up at Duke, go Tar Heels. Um, <laughs> you can always let me know and uh, I can at least treat you to lunch at some point. <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, okay. So uh, you wrote this book, Her Toolbox. You have started this nonprofit. You are doing just absolutely amazing things in the world at such a young age. And honestly, as somebody who is in her mid 30s, but still like mentally thinks that I'm um, like 20, uh, <laughs> even though I'm I'm in denial that I'm in my mid 30s, it's fine. What is sort of your hope for your generation? I mean, I, I get to speak with so many young people people, young leaders like you. And I've had um, other young leaders on this show that give me just this immense sense of hope for the future of our country and the future of our world. And I would just kind of love to know, like, what, what gives you hope about your generation? And what do you think your generation is, you know, capable of? Well, I I honestly think my generation is capable of almost anything. Mm -hmm. 
all my friends, all my friends are such motivated people. Mm -hmm. They have these like dreams, aspirations that it's not what their parents want. It's what they want. And which is such a important thing. And especially with this generation, people are going after what they want. I feel like a lot more than say other generations, like people are just doing what they want because there's so much access to like the internet, social media, all this, they can see all the opportunities they have. Everyone has more opportunities because there's more connections. You can have like, you know, your LinkedIn profile and connect with a bunch of people or reach out via email, text, like even being able to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have been able to do this in a lot of past generations. It's Mm -hmm. just not possible. And it's having these so many more opportunities opens a lot more doors for us. Yeah. And because people are in like, people are still going to be motivated. Even in like my generation, people are really motivated people, but with these more opportunities, they can do so much more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what is sort of next, obviously, other than college, what is next on your, your list of things that you have uh, kind of set goals for you've set for yourself? I think right now I'm taking everything a little more one day at a time kind of perspective but I definitely want to continue with my organization throughout college. And then there I can settle down in a new area. And when I go to college, put some roots down with my organization and expand the outreach I can do. I don't know. I might write another book too that I really did enjoy that process. So as of now though, just going one day at a time, I guess. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Well, if people are interested in supporting the work that you're doing with A Girl's Frontier, how can they best do that? Well, um, I, you can go to www.agirlsfrontier.org and you can donate directly on the website, check out our programs check and like check out our media and pictures and all the things we've been doing. You can get her toolbox on Amazon and a lot of other resellers too, but it is readily available on Amazon paperback and Kindle version. So that's really what I'm doing. And, and, oh yeah, I also have an Instagram, which is a girl's frontier or my Facebook, which is also a girl's frontier. Awesome. Okay, Isha, this is the part of the show where I just get to ask some fun, lighthearted, get to know you questions. So Isha, are you ready? for the get to know you round. (laughs) Okay. What song do you have to sing along with the second you hear it? Uh, The song Wonder by Shawn Mendes. I'm obsessed with him. I've been obsessed with him since (laughs) I was like in seventh grade. (laughs) And my friends give me so much hate for it, but... Hey, it's a good song. It's a catchy song. I I, I like that, Joyce. That's an excellent choice. Okay, what person in your life or maybe just in general has influenced you the most? I think it would be just people in my family, mostly my parents and my sister. My sister, I definitely like copied everything she did for a really long time. Um, (laughs) We're only a year apart, so that would make sense. And both my parents are just very supportive of me. And I've always wanted to be a lot like them too Mm -hmm. with their morals and values. That's awesome. Okay, next question. What was your favorite TV show to watch growing up? I'm trying to, oh, Tom and Jerry. I was a big Tom. Oh, yes. Love Tom. That's a classic. That is a classic. I like it. Okay. If you had to eat the same meal for dinner every night for the rest of your life, what would it be? Sushi. I love sushi. sushi. Yes. Do you have like a favorite kind of sushi? Um, there's this restaurant by my house that I'm a huge fan of. It's called Bishoku and I just love everything. Mmm. Now I want sushi. Ooh, and it is 
it is Wednesday. <laughs> and this airs on Wednesdays. And Wednesdays at the grocery store near me, there's a Sprouts near me. And y'all are going to be like, grocery store sushi? Gr- what? Grocery store sushi? That's really hard to say. Grocery store sushi. Sprouts sushi is legit. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's so good. And on Wednesdays, it's $5. So I might have to go to hit up Sprouts and get some sushi later. Um, okay. <laughs> um, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would you want it to be? Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you that one. I'm not good with actors. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, what is your most unusual talent? I don't know if this is a talent or not. It's kind of the opposite, but I can't do a cartwheel. I can't either. I just cannot do a cartwheel. Oh my gosh, I feel so validated. I also cannot do a cartwheel. I've never been able to do a cartwheel. And my seven-year-old daughter is like, has never taken a gymnastics class in her life and can do like cartwheels and round-offs and all. I'm like, where'd you get that gene? Because not from me. (laughs) I just can't do a cartwheel. That's all right. You're not alone, Isha. Not alone. Okay. And this is my last question that I ask all my guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? For me, running a business with purpose is running a business that you have that you're passionate about to do something for a cause that you believe is going to impact the world and believe that what you're doing is going to change someone's life, at least one person, just one person's life, and it'll change it for the better. Fantastic. Isha, this has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Like I said, you give me hope for the next generation. Thank you for what you're doing in the world. And I can't wait to see when you run for president someday, because that is what I feel like is just the natural next step. So um, I'm cheering you on. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'd love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives with past shows featuring incredible entrepreneurs who are changing the world with their businesses. And if you're a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or basically wherever you get your podcasts and click that subscribe or follow button. Clicking that button helps to make sure you never miss a new episode of the show. And if you would also take a moment to leave a review, that would mean the world to me. This show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.